Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, hey, where you been? Buckeye talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to your Thursday Buckeye Talk. Doug Maurice along with Stephen Means. He's back. Stephen, two reasons people are very excited right now. One is you're back and people have been missing you and they're glad that you're back. And the second is more you means less me. So uh, I think everybody's had their film, Little Dougie, for a while. <laughs> A little Dougie, just uh, you know, just rambling on. So, Stephen, welcome back to Buckeye. I mean, I don't say welcome back to Buckeye Talk. You're part of Buckeye Talk, but welcome back in general. Thank you, thank you. I think you did a fantastic job holding it down by yourself. Um, I enjoyed the comedy pod. I hope everybody else oh. enjoyed the opportunity for Doug to get some nonsense off. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back and back in the swing of things. Back talking about yes. nonsense for a living. Yes, back talking, back writing, back reporting, and you did a lot yes. of that on Wednesday. And that's what we're going to talk about on this Thursday Buckeye Talk. We're going to get back into recruiting. Uh, had not done a lot of recruiting on the pod because what am I going to do? Just talk about recruiting? Like I know what I'm talking about. I don't. But you do. And you got back June 1st, the first Ohio State camp of this month. They have two more next week and then a couple more after that. Is it like six mm-hmm. or seven total in the month of June, right? This is a this is This is what they do. This is camp week. Yeah, pretty much every Tuesday and Wednesday um, going forward, there will be a camp. And then there's something special this year on the 16th. They're having a seven on seven competition. Um, It's been, I think, over a decade since the last time Ohio State hosted one of those, which would be a pretty cool thing to do. Um, That'll be one of the bigger events just because there's going to be some pretty important wide receivers and defensive backs from a certain seven on seven team in Miami who are supposed to be here. So that should be fun. Okay. So there was action. So I was out there briefly in the morning for some of the offensive and defensive linemen. That's not quite as exciting. There was an eighth grader we talked to. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But then I, I left because it rained. And I said, well, you know, I'm old. I can't be out in the rain. I have to get my slicker, my galoshes. And, uh, and you stayed. And in the afternoon, it's the skill guys. And skill guys, it doesn't just mean offense. It means like anybody who's not a lineman, basically. So yeah. stuff happened in the afternoon. Multiple guys earned offers. It's particularly you detailed for our tech subscribers and man, oh man, was Wednesday a good day to be a tech subscriber. This is a good month to be a tech subscriber. 614-350-3315. Get in now for two weeks of this stuff for free and then bail. You won't get charged. It's fine. Just send a text to that phone number. You get back a link to sign up and you got to sign up, but the first two links are the first two weeks are free. And so then just like quit right before the two weeks are up and you won't get charged. But if you like it, then stick around for three ninety nine a month. You know, it's not too bad. But you're going to be out at these camps, Stephen, giving live on the scene stuff. And you were talking about there's a guy out there trying to earn an offer. There are Ohio State players there yelling that, like, this guy should get an offer. And guess what? Got an offer. But we're not going to start there. We're going to talk about two people 
off the bat who did not get get offers as far as we know from Ohio State, but it is a direct competition and it is to be Ohio State's quarterback in the class of 2023. Now, this is interesting because Dylan Rayola is already in as a five-star in the class of 2024. So Ohio State knows they are looking for a developmental guy. Everybody big time is not really on the board for them. The only guy that they were like, I guess, dancing around a little bit is a Dante Moore guy, but like Mm -hmm. Notre Dame's all over him. He's going to go somewhere to be someone's number one dude. And when Dylan Rayola is hanging over you, it's hard to be that. So they know they're looking for a developmental guy. And there were two developmental guys who are currently committed elsewhere who were in Columbus on Wednesday almost in a head-to-head battle. And I just think there's a lot of strategy on both sides here, Stephen. Even the idea of if these guys get offered, do you take it? Because one guy has a Baylor, is a committed to Baylor. One guy yes. is committed to Nevada. Mm-hmm. And if you're committed there, you have a, certainly you're probably lined up to have a good chance to be a starter there at some point. But Ohio State knows this. Ohio State knows what they're selling is come, be in the room, get developed. You never know what's going to happen. But maybe what happens is you're here for two years, three years, get high-level quarterback training, and then you go on the Joe Burrow route. So that's what they're selling to these guys. They're not trying to trick these guys, Steven, and say, yeah, you'll beat out Dylan Rayola. But but also, who knows what happens? People get abducted by aliens. What was it like to watch this unfold, and who were the two quarterbacks that Ohio State had on campus on Wednesday? Yeah, let's start with who they are. Austin Novosad. Out of Texas, the number 308 player, the number 17 quarterback, he's committed to Baylor right now. And the other one is Jax Leatherf- Leatherwood out of California, out of San Diego, California. He is not ranked. He's 6'6", 215, so he's a lot bigger than the mold you often see with Ohio State, which is usually around 6'3", 215, once they put the weight on you. Novosad fits that. He's 6'3", 185, so obviously he'd have to eat some food if he were to come to Ohio State. But, yeah, they, they it would – what, one thing you see with these summer camps is you sometimes see kids get one-on-one workouts with assistant coaches. Well, they got a two-on-one where it was basically everybody else is out on the outdoor fields doing whatever, while Corey Dennis, Ryan Day, and even C.J. Stroud showed his face. A lot of players out there today, which is weird because they used to work this thing in the past to get some money. Well, they're all rich now, so I don't think they need to necessarily <laughs> work these camps to get money. Um, we were joking with one of the assistant coaches about how his entire room is guys full of who are just six figures, except for one guy. And it's because his dad won't let him do it. I'll keep that to myself who it actually is and tell Doug who it is off air. But the point of the matter is that they're all watching the both of these guys throw. They're going through basically the drills that you would put your Ohio state quarterbacks through um, Ryan day introduce the the one inch throw drill where he brings out the net and you've got to throw it an inch over the net. And I think when he first introduced that, the entire beat was like, Whoa, look it's at this the one inch drill. drill. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, all right, like we know what we're doing here. You're going to pull out the net and see who can be accurate with the ball. Cause there was, but, yeah. a, but that, cause that, that came up in a game. It was like somebody yes. made a throw. Was it Fields or Stroud that they made a it throw? And it was like, Oh, it was yeah. a one inch throw. It was a one inch. Yeah. Drill. Yeah. I, I will say that I, the interesting thing is watching these drills and remember seeing it in a game like they had one drill where obviously it's a bunch of footwork stuff, but you come out of that and you're supposed to jump in. You're, you're rolling out right. But the goal is to come back to step up into the pocket because, you know, a defensive end is going to be there. And it's like, oh, I've seen that throw. CJ threw that to Chris Olave in the Penn State game where it looked like he was going to get sacked. So it's, yeah. it's interesting to see drills end up being in live. report. But, yes, they went back and forth and they put them through all these drills. Um, in my opinion, it felt like 
this was a chance to see, okay, how much of the offense can be run with each one of these quarterbacks? As mm-hmm. I mentioned, they're two different sides. One's six foot, 385 pounds. The other one's six, six, 215, which means different sizes, different arm capabilities, different athleticism. You know, Ryan Day likes to get his quarterbacks out of the pocket on the move side a lot of the times. And if a guy can't do that, well, then that's a certain percentage of the offense that he can't call on game day because he knows his quarterback can't do that. The one inch throw is like, can he throw it over the middle? Can he be accurate and pinpoint passes? If you can't do that, that's another percentage that can't come out of the offense. I thought between the two Austin Nova side, you probably could run a little bit more of the offense with, but you could definitely tell that to the point of they're looking for the developmental Mac Jones guy who isn't going to leave if he doesn't play right away. Both of those guys fit the mold right now. Carson Strong was the Nevada quarterback who just won in the last NFL draft. He was tall. So I don't know if Nevada like goes after tall quarterbacks, but um, it's interesting, Stephen, if you were them, if you were Austin Novosad or Jax Leatherwood, and you were currently committed to a school where you're, you're the guy, at least in this class, would you decommit if Ohio state offered you and come? If I were Jax, Yes, just looking at the other schools that are involved with him. With Austin, I think it's a little bit more interesting because I think there's some Texas A&M ties. So it might not just be him waiting on an Ohio State offer. Yep. It might be like if he gets the Texas A&M offer and like it's the same situation, except he doesn't have to wait an extra year then why not stay closer to home and go play at Texas A&M, who also is putting together solid recruiting classes. So it is a bit of you say this all the time. It's harder to sit around and not play and be far away from home. Yeah. So if there's an option to, you know, if Austin Novosad can do the Mac Jones route, but also stay in Texas, then I wouldn't be shocked if he decided to do that. While with Jax Leatherwood, it is a little bit more open because there is a gap between what Ohio state is as a program and everybody else on his offer sheet right now. This is, I am fascinated how this works out because I think this is really the first time in the Ryan day era Mm -hmm. where they, and it just like, it warms my heart. (laughs) Oh, all I wanted to do is recruit a backup quarterback. Oh, I'm so happy, but they're going to recruit a backup quarterback and they're really going to sell the guy on. Cause even like Joe Burrow, when Joe Burrow got here, like in the end, he was, his recruiting rankings kept going up. He did wild stuff in the playoffs, you know. In the but it was, yeah, in there was clearly an in-between with him and Haskins. Yeah, that, like, but he wasn't, yeah. you know, and like even like Torrance Gibson was like, was still mm-hmm. kind of a quarterback prospect in Joe Burrow's class. And they moved Torrance Gibson to receiver mm-hmm. five minutes after he had his first practice as a quarterback. But like that, like to sell that, you know, because that's not what you're selling Kyle McCord on. You know, that's not what you're selling mm-hmm. CJ Stroud or Devin Brown or Dylan Rayola on. And Jack Miller, you know, when they went after Jack Miller, Jack Miller was a big time guy. By the time he got here, his ranking was lower. And then if they tried to sell him on that, he didn't stick around for that. He just went to Florida. So this guy coming in in 23, like you can't, it wouldn't make sense for the type of quarterback they're going after in 23, who's just going to be lower ranked. It wouldn't make sense for that guy to come here for one year and transfer. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, well, you knew you weren't going to play. So, so this guy has to come here knowing, like, I am not going to play. Barring either I'm an unbelievable, I'm a Troy Smith, like, off-the-radar guy who all of a sudden is awesome, or there's, like, catastrophe in the quarterback room with things that go wrong for other guys. I'm not going to play, but I'm really giving myself two years to learn the quarterback position at a place that I think can teach me a lot, and then we'll see. And then I'll get to the spring of my third year. I'll compete. 
and I'll either feel like I'm going to have a chance to play in the fall of my third year, or I'm going to transfer. And I'm going to transfer with an Ohio State Ryan Day degree. It's almost like Ryan Day Junior College. RDJC. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to college? I'm, all, I'm going to RDJC. Oh, where, where is that? That's in Columbus. Oh, so you're going to Ohio State. Well, I mean, I'm going to Ohio State. We share a building with Ohio State. I get to wear an Ohio State uniform. I'm not going to play because I'm, I'm not, I mean, like I'm at Ohio State, but I'm really, I'm getting that R, RDJC degree. Pretty good degree. You know, the RDJC degree, it wasn't an RDJC. It was a, I guess, a, a TBJC. Tim Beck Jr. Oh, my God. Um, so, but again, that's, it's not exactly, it's not like that's what Ryan Day did with Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow's the guy they're going to hold up. I'm curious how it works because in the end, Stephen, it might not work with a guy from San Diego. It might not work with a guy from Texas. It might wind up being with a guy from Ohio or Indiana or Pennsylvania or Kentucky or Michigan, who's just a little closer to home. And it's a little easier to do it because RDJC, good reputation, but man, if it's 2000 miles from home, that's just rough. So it was interesting. It's interesting that this happened on June one, though, because like that, I mean, they got to get after it with these guys, right? This is the twenty three mm-hmm. class. I mean, they they're fine. They got Kyle McCord. Like CJ Stroud's going to be here one more year, but they got Kyle McCord and Devin Brown in the building, and they got Dylan Rayola coming. They're more than fine, but they also have to find a quarterback in twenty twenty three. So I am just I'm super fascinated by this. This was a very interesting step in this process. Yeah, they're not playing around with it anymore. I think they did their due diligence with some of these 2023 guys and dipped their their toe in the water just to see how cold it was. And like they had Dante Moore here in April and it's clearly not going anywhere. And to the point of they needed a guy closer to home. Well, the problem is Dante Moore has Cleveland ties and would be perfect for this route is if he just developed into a five-star quarterback. And nobody good. thought he yeah. was going to do that. Yeah, it's like if he if he'd have stopped developing after his freshman right. year, it'd have been like, cool. Come to Ohio State. Can't do that now. But I, I do I, at this. They, they, it, what this? I don't want to say it's waving a white flag, but it's understanding. Okay, this is how we have to approach this now. So we're gonna get guys in here. Maybe they bring two guys in here like this every camp, and just have these guys work out with Ryan Day and Corey Dennis and see who they like and who they don't like and see if it's gonna go anywhere. But you're not selling backup quarterback. You're almost selling it in a way where it's like that player also knows that he's got to take the long route to developing. Yeah. to get on the field more than it is like, Hey, can you just like not be, can you be okay with not playing? It's like, Hey, you have to be okay with it because you're not good enough yet. And that was, that's how Alabama sold it for Mac Jones. And from how you're talking, that's kind of how it was sold with Joe Burrow was that like, not only is it, you're just waiting because we want you to wait, you're waiting because well, everybody develops at a different pace. So it's, it's, it's fascinating to watch. And again, it's just at other positions, you don't, do it that way. I always bring up Antonio mm-hmm. Williams, who is committed to Wisconsin, decommits, comes to Ohio State, never really plays, transfers, goes to North Carolina, and he would have been better off staying at Wisconsin. Because running backs can play right away. Like most quarterbacks don't play right away anyway. Jack Sleatherwood might go to Nevada and not play for two years. So then if it's like, if you're not going to play for two years, where do you not want to play? I, I want to not play at Ohio State. Like I want to not play at Ohio State, right? It's like it's a, it's that and again, sense. I would be like I'm, I'd be, I would love to hear, to be a fly on the wall for the recruiting conversations, because if the, if the argument is, oh, I can go and play at Nevada, or I can go and play at Baylor versus not play at Ohio State, then I mean, guys want to play, but how realistic? Again, it's not like every quarterback in the world 
plays in his first two years at a power five program. I mean, like these are good programs. These are, these are top one of the 130 best programs in the country. Baylor practically made the playoff last year. Right. So I'd be like, Baylor's really good. So there's no guarantees there. I'm fascinated to see. And I'll be curious to see, as you said, do we, do they run four, five, six more quarterbacks like this through camps in June in the search for this? And then who jumps, who bites and where's that guy from? So super interesting, super interesting news for the texters. Did either of those guys talk to the media when they got done? Did not. They did not. They um they got done and then they went through competitive stuff and then they got grabbed away by GAs and went to Ryan Day's office. Okay. That's always the fun part with some of this stuff is some of the really important players, the coaches also know they're really important and we want to talk to them and so they like whisk them off before anybody gets a chance to see them and then they'll like sneak them out the back door or something. Cause the there are times when schools want players they're recruiting to talk to the media. And yeah. that's at the times when the schools can't talk to the players and yep. then they want to hear what the players are saying and maybe they're, you know, but then when the schools can talk to the players and it's very uh, delicate, this is a delicate situation that we're describing here. Yep. They don't necessarily want Austin Novosad coming out and saying like, Oh yeah, they told me that they're uh, looking to de- recruit a developmental quarterback in 2023 and they have four of us in mind and whoever takes the offer first gets it. Like they don't that's not that they don't necessarily no. want that out there because they have two more guys coming next week to do the same thing. So they're planning to play it cool. They're like, oh, that's Stephen Means. Keep him away from that Stephen Means. He'll mess up our plans with his questions. So fascinating quarterback situations. No offers that we know of, but other guys got offers, and we'll do that next on Buckeye Talk. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Doug Lane Reese and Steven Means will hold off on the eighth grader. 2026. Unlike Ohio State. 2026. <laughs> 2026. It's like, oh, well, hey, hey, Larry Johnson or whatever. It's like, how old is Larry Johnson going to be by the time you would get 2026? Woo. Talk about the guy that you texted about that is out there and you listed everybody that earned an offer today. Let's talk about the guy, though, that it must have been putting on a show, Steven. If people are, yeah. are they, they're literally shouting, offer this man. What was that oh, scene yeah. like and who was it? Yeah, Jermaine Matthews. He's from Winton Woods High School in Cincinnati, the number 551 player, the number 48 athlete. And so it's interesting. It's an interesting story with this kid because I, I, I thought he was pretty good. I think he's he should be rated higher than that. He shouldn't be a top 100 recruit, but I do think this is a kid who could live in the 300s pretty easily here. And I mean, he's got the Ohio State offer now, so that Buckeye pump is probably coming. But he's got a commitment date for July 4th. And he had initially at some point, if I'm remembering this correctly, 
said he wasn't going to do the camps anymore this year. And so it would seem as if Cincinnati had a little lead here. They're getting an official visit for June 3rd. Pittsburgh has an official visit for June 24th, but Cincinnati has a little bit of momentum there. And so we were wondering if, okay, is Jermaine Matthews going to show up to any of these camps over the next couple of weeks here? And he showed up to the first camp. And obviously a lot of the in-state Ohio State guys know him, guys like Jalen Johnson and Mayan Williams from Winton Woods High School know him. And so they're already shouting and going, oh, yeah, watch this kid, watch this kid, watch this kid. And so I'm like having a short conversation with Jalen Johnson. I'm like, all right, he better be good, man, because y'all are really hyping him up right now. And how it's spread out at these camps are, you can tell who the kids are that Ohio State's actually interested in versus like, you know, who's just out there camping based on where the assistant coaches are. And so he's with the big boy group and he's going through different guys and different, and he's locking up everybody. It's, it's, and the more he does it, the more players start to get involved. And then here comes Josh Proctor out of nowhere. He's screaming at him. Um, uh, Travion Henderson is screaming at him. Uh, CJ Stroud is screaming at him. Dewan Jones is his biggest cheerleader, which is hilarious because you're an offensive lineman. Why are you cheering for the defensive side? Tim Walton and Perry Eliano are getting in on it. And it got to a point where I saw Jalen Johnson go grab Jim Knowles and go, y'all going to offer this kid today. We're going to get an offer and a commitment on the same day. I doubt we get the commitment today, but it got to a point where they wanted to see him go up against all the best wide receivers there. And he was constantly holding his own, holding his own, holding his own and screaming. This kid's going to get an offer today. This kid's going to get an offer today. Classic story. Ohio kid that you like, you say, come to camp and show us. Come earn your offer. Darren Lee, come earn your offer. And then you show up. And you have a day where you can look back and say, this was a day, this was one of the most important days of my life because you've played all these high school games, you've done all this training, but show up at camp with all eyes on you and earn an offer. What a story. I love, who doesn't love those stories? And listen, this is, and I, again, this is just how it works. These are the offers by 247 Sports. This is where Jermaine Matthews was, okay? This is who was offering him February, Eastern Michigan, Ohio, Utah State offers, UMass, late February, Maryland offers. That's pretty good. Liberty, Howard, Rutgers in March, Purdue in April, Coastal Carolina in April. Now we're getting a little more serious. May 12th, Penn State. Mm -hmm. May 13th, Virginia Tech. May 21st, Minnesota. Now, here we are on June 1st, and he gets an offer from Ohio State. Three months ago, this kid's getting offered by Eastern Michigan. It's like, oh, well, you know, Eastern Michigan, that's a good MAC offer. I mean, that's not, I didn't get a MAC offer, right? That's a great offer. In three months, he does this. But on June 1st, he came out and he had to earn it. Everybody's shouting. What a deal for this kid. And now this is the point, Stephen, right? You can't just – Jim Knowles can't be like, okay, I just want to make, keep Jaquil and Johnson happy. I will offer him. Because now if they offer this kid, this is an Ohio kid, who knows that this is his dream offer? Not a, Most Ohio kids say that Ohio State is their dream offer. If they offer, they have to be ready to take him. Because yeah. this is not one of these non-committable like, – yes. we're, at, we're at, at gut check time. This yes. is real stuff. So they have to like him enough that if we're going to offer, it's real, which means this is the kind of kid this could be. We could hear about a commitment from this guy sooner than later. Like I said, he had a commitment date set for July 4th already. 
And if he felt, and if it's, if this was his dream offer, there's no reason for him to feel the need to drop to back off of that. And that was what my theory was about what if they didn't offer him today? Maybe they might want to slow play it just because you do know that, you know, when you offer these Ohio kids who have that type of story, they're going to jump at it because they're from Ohio and Ohio state is their offer. And so if you don't want to take the commitment yet, you hold off on the offer because you're still in on Janelle Aguero and Caleb Downs, and you're still maybe chasing the, the national guy. So you can, you know, slow play this a little bit, even if he like commits to Cincinnati, we've seen Ohio state flip guys in the past from other programs. So that's, that's not, I mean, Wenton Woods, you just flipped Mayan Williams, Iowa state. So that's not the biggest deal in the world, but like I said, I've been telling, I told the Texans this, like he earned the offer today, whether they actually gave it to him or not. And regardless of what happens, whether they have three safeties or four safeties, if Caleb Downs says he wants to come to Ohio State, then they're going to create a spot for Caleb Downs. But yes, that's exactly what this was today. This was a kid who had been maybe fighting for one for a while. Probably there was a time period where he thought, I'm done trying to chase offers. I'm going to be happy with the list I got. And decided against that and said, you know, I'm going to come camp and try one more time. And then he had the best day of his life and ends up running an offer and gets a lot of respect from the current players as well. I will say, I think there are also times, Stephen, where a kid knows I'm coming to earn an offer today. And then if he doesn't get the offer, sometimes the kid's like, I'm done with those guys. So he has an official that he's listed as starting his official visit to Cincinnati this weekend. Cincinnati already has the offer on him. You know, JT Barrett once went to a university of Texas camp Mm -hmm. thinking he was going to earn an offer that day. And he left without an offer. And JT Barrett was like, Texas is dead to me. Right. So this is one of those, if he has an official that he's about to go on to Cincinnati, if he had come today and like, all right, I'm going to try one more time. If he doesn't get it, he might be like, all right, I'm going to Cincinnati. Kerry Combs is going to work his magic. I love Cincinnati. And then Mm -hmm. even if Ohio state comes in late, it might be like, you had your chance on me, right? Because there's feelings involved, right? So, so this is super interesting. Again, of strategy. This is that month where everybody has officials lined up. They want to, if he's going to earn it, get the offer out before he goes on his official of Cincinnati. So now Ohio State's in his head. Now it's like, oh, they actually like me. They aren't just offering me because I had a good visit at Cincinnati. They like me because I did something that impress mm-hmm. them in front of their eyes. You can really, those moments, there's too many guys who have stories of, I went to a camp to earn an offer. I didn't get it and I was done. And sometimes you can't recover from that. Even if you're Ohio State, sometimes you can because you are Ohio State. But this is interesting strategy here. Lower rated, well, you know, but this is, I, I'd like Ohio State retaining some portion of this where, Go get your big-time national dudes, but have a couple spots, one, two, three a year, where Ohio kids can come in later in the process and impress you in front of your own eyeballs and earn an offer. And that's it feels like that happened today with a couple guys. And I think that's good recruiting because that's how you get Darren Lee. That's how, that's how you get some of these local Ohio kids who may not have jumped off the film or like something like that, but they show up at your place and, and show out. And Jermaine Matthews took advantage of that. Do you think he winds up a Buckeye if you had to guess? I would say yes, with like a confidence of maybe six out of 10. Because it is one of those things. Cincinnati just made the playoff. Kerry Combs is a tremendous recruiter. Now we're lined up again for it's like, you know, Kerry Combs as a secondary guy to Cincinnati going against Ohio State. Cincinnati is a real 
place. This will be a very interesting test case a little bit because I would think that no matter how, how good Cincinnati was in the past, it's like, well, if a kid's committed to Cincinnati, Ohio State probably has a pretty good chance to flip them if they want to. That's still true, going to be still true for some guys. I don't know that it's true in every single case anymore because Cincinnati just made the playoffs. Cincinnati's about to join the Big 12. Ohio State's still the big dog in the state. But if, you, if Cincinnati gets their hooks into you, Luke Fickle's a great recruiter. Kerry Combs is a great recruiter. And now they've shown it on the field. Might not be as easy of a flip. So I'll be curious to see how this unfolds. And maybe it won't be a flip. Maybe he'll commit to Ohio State yeah. in four hours. This one's interesting just because the reason why Cincinnati's secondary was so good is now at Ohio State plus Tim Walton. And so, yes, Kerry Combs, but it's like, yeah, well, we took their guy who's also younger and you, we kind of relate to him a little bit better and has a little bit more umph on him right now in comparison to what Kerry Combs has plus Tim Walton. So that that's what makes this one interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that was like the, the biggest guy that earned yeah. – kind of like the the most exciting offer that was yeah. earned on Wednesday. It was not the only offer though. Steven, you listed uh three four more guys, one in the class mm-hmm. of 2023, three in the class of 2024 who did earn offers at camp. Who's the 2023 guy first of all? Yeah, Jalen Thompson, uh number 212 player, number 30 defensive lineman. That's the highest rated guy who earned an offer. On Wednesday, um, he's out of Michigan, Cast Tech, which I think Ohio in Detroit, Ohio State's had some success there in the past. He's got some Michigan Burning State, Goldston, mo- Mike Weber. Yeah, you know, just some, he's got some Michigan State uh, momentum right now. Some really high Michigan State momentum, but we'll see. Like Larry Johnson always works late, so I wouldn't be expecting like the Jalen Johnson to hop on this offer anytime soon, just because that's what we've seen the last couple of cycles. Is you know, outside of Will Smith, typically the outside of the in-state guys the defensive linemen are typically like the anchors of the class in terms of when they start getting added in. So that's the other 2023 guy. And then the 2024 guys, Elias Rudolph, the number 204 player, the number 17 edge rusher, also out of Ohio. Um, Aaron Scott, the number 276 player, the number 28 cornerback, also out of Ohio, um, who had a pretty impressive day, especially given that he was playing with one hand because he had a cast on his other hand which was also a funny conversation because we've seen guys play with a cast on their hand. Damon Arnett did it. Um, Denzel Burke had a cast on all, throughout the spring, which they were arguing about on the sideline about how impressive a guy is when he can jam you up and press man, when he can only do it with one hand and how hard that actually is. These players are funny, man. They argue about some of the stupidest stuff. And then uh, Garrett Stover, a 2024 athlete who's probably going to end up being a safety, also out of Ohio. And if that name sounds familiar, it should is because he is the cousin of Cade Stover. Interesting. Uh, the Cast Tech kid, Thomas Wilcher, the longtime head coach at Cast Tech, is a, is a staffer at Michigan State now. So that is, there, there's always been, I mean, Cast Tech is, Cast Tech, people know this, was like, as Glenville was to Ohio State for a long mm-hmm. time, Cast Tech was at various times more to Michigan State than Michigan. Michigan actually had a little trouble. Damon Damon Webb um, is another guy who sort of like restarted that. That was mm-hmm. Kerry Combs went in there, and it's like they had sent a bunch of guys to Michigan State. So that'll be an interesting battle uh, for a Detroit kid to try to pull. And again. They're trying to pull a Detroit kid, the guy who had gone in there. Ohio State pulled some Detroit kids, you know, five, six years ago, and then hasn't done as much there lately. Cam Martinez is not really Detroit, right? He's more like suburban uh, Michigan. But Kerry Combs was the guy they sent to Cast Tech. And so now I don't know who's like lead recruiter on trying to get kids out of Detroit. 
for Ohio State right now. Um, Cade Stover, well, Cade Stover, cousin. So yeah. this guy, he'll does he have linebacker in his blood, regardless of what position he might actually wind up playing? Does he have linebacker <laughs> in his heart? He's not as big as Cade was at that age, um, but probably if I mean you know Midwestern linebacker from the you know from the middle of nowhere that makes a lot of sense. But interesting thing though, Cade Stover's parents are both of Garrett Stover's parents' siblings. Oh, so like the dads are brothers, but also the moms are sisters. Yeah, my wife's family has that. My so interesting to me. Yeah, my wife, uh, my wife, her mom, her two brothers married sisters. So yeah, so then it's like you're. So if he's a cousin of Kate Stover, cousin brothers, you're almost. I mean, like that's as close as like you're practically siblings. Yeah, right. Because like it's like you're more than a cousin, more than a cousin to me. So that's interesting. And then so this is to so these twenty twenty four kids, Stephen. Right. These are three Ohio guys who were offered. So this is now starting the cycle of Dylan Rayola's in for 24. That was yep. kind of early. But now let's start laying the groundwork and get the 24 Ohio kids in yep. early this summer, get some class leaders. Now we go. So this is just the cycle at work. You Would, would you expect there will be some 2024 Ohio kids that commit in the month of June? Yes, and I don't think that Ohio right now. Um, yes, actually, no, I'm just going to say it. Ohio doesn't have the five star, the Jack Sawyer, Paris Johnson, CJ Hicks right mm. now. Obviously, okay. a lot can change. Um, like yep. Bryce West out of Glenville is the guy to keep an eye on as like, I mean, the next Marshawn Lattimore, literally okay. to come out of that school. But yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if, if not June, by the end of this summer. Yep. I won't be Dylan Raiola probably won't be the only person in that class. Okay. Because that's how Ohio State operates. Okay. So those are the guys, again, five offers that went out, camp offers earned on this first June recruiting camp for the Ohio State Buckeyes. When we come back, we will talk about a guy who uh, can't commit to Ohio State until like I'm 53 or something. <laughs> Next on Buckeye Talk. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right, we are back, and I at least was there for this guy. He doesn't seem, it's one of those things, I think it's like six, three or something. He doesn't seem like an eighth grader. I don't know. Someone said like, you know, there are times when I've gone to a lot of these camps times when I haven't gone as often 
um, I was talking to somebody that was like, oh, I'll be out there. And once they were like, when was the last time you were here? And I said, it might've been when Donovan Peoples-Jones was a freshman, because that's the thing I always remember is Donovan Peoples-Jones earning an offer from Ohio State as a ninth grader and talking to him on the backfields at Ohio State and being like, you're a child. Why am I? You are literally, and now Donovan Peoples-Jones is brown. Um, but for an eighth grader to, to have this much interest from Ohio State, who is he? And he must be pretty good, eh, Stephen? Yeah, his name is Tyler Atkinson. Um, he's from Georgia. Obviously, there's no rating because he's an eighth grader and they don't rate eighth graders. Um, I think the last time an eighth grader got offered here, his name was Quinn Ewers. And uh, yeah, he was a Buckeye for 15 minutes. <laughs> they're, 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 I mean, it's not a great. I think Danny Clark might have gotten offered as an yeah. eighth grader, the quarterback from uh, Ohio Northeast who got run off when they went and got Tate. Yeah, it's like who who is it? I mean, it's just hard. It, it's really hard at quarterback, um, yes. but it's also hard. You know, like Ohio State, you know, like Deshaun Thomas. I think got in basketball was offered as an eighth grader. Like Deshaun Thomas, when he got offered, was taller than everybody, and then everybody else kept growing, and then he sort of stopped growing. He was still good, but he wasn't the best mm-hmm. player in the country anymore. By the time I got here, he was still very very good. You just don't know how people are going to grow. But this guy kind of looks the part. And it's just interesting, Stephen. He comes up from Georgia and he's talking about Chase Young. And it's like, well, that seems like it might help. Yeah. I mean, when you model yourself after a Heisman Trophy finalist, that, that seems to always get the job done. But also, I mean, that's just a kid being smart. He's at Ohio State talking to Ohio State media. If he goes to Texas A&M, he's probably going to talk about Miles Garrett. So I'm not going to give what? him that much credit. Are for you that. saying that I was duped by a child? I think we all get duped by children every so often. It's part of what we do for a living. He does look the part, though. Yes, he's 6'3", 190, um, to the point of growing. He's an eighth grader, so it's like, is he going to be an edge rusher? Is he going to get to the 6'5", 260, two, you know, that we often see with the five-star? Or is this a guy that we should be thinking like, hmm, that looks like the type of linebacker that – could be recruited mm. to be a jack down the yeah. line because he did some he he didn't stay for the afternoon he just did edge rusher stuff in the morning so I guess for now they're just assuming he's going to grow a little bit I was talking to his dad who isn't that big so it's like all right are you, like I don't know are you going to get to six five or not but yes uh, they offered an eighth grader today who was clearly the best guy in the morning but the morning wasn't that impressive anyway the only other like name guy was Will Smith the commit in the twenty twenty three class but like. He had a good day. Tyler Atkinson had a good day. And now we'll keep our, our eye on him for the next 12 years of our lives until he graduates from high school. So, yeah, he's like talking about watching Chase Young. And like it's like, yeah, when you were a sixth grader, because yeah. you're, you're only an eighth grader now. So, uh, oh, good luck. yeah, good luck in high school. At least he wasn't in an elementary school. Um, like if he would have been like, oh, Joey Bosa, it's like, oh, when I was in kindergarten, I loved Joey Bosa. I would have been like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm leaving. I can't have this conversation. Um, very pleasant young man. Best of luck mm-hmm. to him. He certainly has a bright future ahead of him. So overall, like, just like, what did you think of the vibe? As you said, there were kind of a lot of guys floating around. All the assistant coaches are out there. Yeah. It's like, it's back to normal a little bit, right? I mean, it's just like, we're all back to normal now, but it was just a regular old June in Ohio State recruiting which hadn't always been the case the last couple of years. So it kind of was nice to just see that unfolding again. I mean, some of these assistant coaches I've gotten a chance to know, so you kind of know their personalities. It was cool to see the new guys 
personalities a little bit and see why the players like them or why the players won't like them. Um, Tim Walton is your favorite uncle at the cookout. Um, he was talking a lot of trash. You loved it, especially once things got competitive. Um, Perry Eliano obviously is the most positive man on the planet until it's time to start getting competitive. And then he's talking trash as well. Um, Brian Hartline. Actually, that's what it is. Brian Hartline, Tim Walden, and Perry Eliano are the same person to me at this (laughs) point. They're all very friendly human beings and great to talk to, except when you put them on a football field. Now, all of a sudden, all they want to do is talk a bunch of trash. But yes, it it was good to be back in that environment. And also, like, plenty of players walking around. You got a chance to talk to guys and, you know, laugh and joke and just build relationships. It's cool. They uh, they planted some shrubs. <laughs> That's what I they did. A little <laughs> land, <laughs> I did a little landscaping outside the back lobby around did, there's, a, yeah. there's a woody. There's a historical Woody Hayes marker, and it's the, the area around it. They mulched it and yeah. put in some little stuff. That's good. They redid the, like the lobbies a little bit, redone that mm-hmm. back lobby. They really, really spruced that up a little bit. And I will say it's just one of those things. I mean, everybody does this. All the big time programs do this, but they have the guys after the morning session, I'm sure they did it again after every session that they brought him in, they sat him on the block. O in the middle of the field in the 50 yard line and the indoor facility. And then on the big video board they have in there, they showed him a three and a half minute clip mm-hmm. narrated by Archie Griffin about, you know, what it means to be a Buckeye. It was like, I think past, present and future kind of stuff. It's a lot of highlights of stars and talk about the great players here. It's Ryan day, given, you know, speeches and Terry McLaurin giving speeches and firing guys up and then saying like, and now, you know, you have a chance to plant your flag here, but it's up to you. Like, you know, like they put it on these guys, like we're giving you an opportunity, but will you be the next great Buckeye? It's just one of those things. It's like, I mean, who is, I thought they might get nine commits sitting there drinking Gatorade. It's like, yep, give me that. But again, Texas A&M has a video and Bama has a video and Clemson has a video and USC has a video. It's quite a production. I mean, it really is a cool thing. And then Tim Hinton, who this is his Super Bowl. Was, was brought on by Urban Meyer uh, as an assistant coach in 2012 and then kind of got squeezed as a full-time assistant when they had that crossover where they kept Ed Warner, but they hired Greg Stoudrawa and they moved Ed Warner from offensive line coach to tight ends coach. And they brought in Greg Stoudrawa to be the offensive line coach. And so they basically had two offensive line coaches and they had to squeeze somebody. Because nobody left, but they wanted Warner to be able to call the plays and not have to coach the offensive line. And they squeezed Tim Hinton. And Tim Hinton, I don't think, was the happiest guy in the world. There was some, His family was not happy on Twitter at that moment. But he stuck around. And we made a big deal of it at the time. In 2012, when Urban Mike got hired, he hired two longtime successful high school football coaches in Ohio. Now, Tim Hinton had been in the college ranks. But Tim Hinton, just like Kerry Combs, was a big-time high school coach in the state of Ohio. So here's Tim Hinton. He's still around. Urban Meyer, the guy who's hired him, gone. He's still here. He's a staffer. He's still very involved. But Tim Hinton's up there. This is, like you said, this is his wheelhouse. He's talking to high school kids. He's pumping them up. He's talking about how great it is to be a Buckeye. And he is doing his thing, and he's he's one of those faces. Talking to these guys, telling them, go get a T-shirt, go get a Gatorade. You know, isn't it great to be a Buckeye? watch this video. And it's like, yeah, everybody's got a role, man. Everybody's got mm-hmm. a role. All the GAs, all the quality control people, Quinn Temple's over here doing his thing. Like everybody's got a role and the machine is at work and it's an Ohio state recruiting camp. Just another day in June. Many are ahead. Steven will be there. I'll stop by. 
every now and then. As long as it doesn't rain. Oof, the rain. Oof. I got caught up. Oh, um, speaking of getting caught in the rain. Um, so I'm like watching Brian Hartline do some stuff. Like he took a, a, a separate group of wide receivers who got invited for a little bit and we're out there. It's like sprinkling just a little bit, but not enough to where like it's bothering you. And so Brian Hartline's like, we're going to go out here. And um, we're watching them go through it. I mean, then it starts raining harder. So, like, it's me and Marvin Harrison Jr., who is a very large man. Um, and we're, like, up against this wall so that we're not getting rained on. And we're looking at each other and we're like, this is a great use of this wall because now we're not getting rained on and we can talk and we can, like, watch these guys go through the drills. And then it just starts pouring. So mm-hmm. then we raced back to the Woody and I won. So, Ooh. yeah, I beat Marvin Harrison in the race. I thought you were going to say that you like uh, threw your body over Marvin Harrison Jr. So that the, <laughs> the 1,200 yard receiver didn't get wet. And it'll no. be like, oh, so Marvin, what was the key for you having an All American season in your sophomore year at Ohio State? It's like, well, you know, Stephen Means saved yeah. me from a rainstorm. Maybe I would have caught a cold, but uh, thanks to him, I survived. And it's like, nope, Stephen was like, yeah. see you later, Marvin. Yeah. I'll be living a race. Now, now I'm his motivation for why he should never let an NDB beat him. I was maybe going to drive the bus for Marvin Harrison Jr. when we have our Drive the Bus podcast, but hearing that he lost a race to you, I'm not yeah. doubting that. I'm second-guessing it. You should. We'll have to see. All right. Anything else? We good? Quarterback. Austin Novosad. Yeah, Austin Novosad, as we're potting, got his offer. So Ooh. he is now on the clock to be Ohio State's developmental quarterback. Did he tweet that? He did. He tweeted it. Okay. The clock is ticking. By the time yeah. you guys get this on Thursday morning, it might be a good bit. The Who clock knows? may have struck midnight. That's an interesting decision for a young man. Um, okay. Well, they're going after it. Like they're not waiting around. And, and as you said, you said, okay, like there were two guys here. This is the, you thought Austin Novosad looked the better of the two. Yep. And there's the offer. So we'll see uh, how that works itself out. I will be fascinated. Like we, this is the beginning of like what happens five years from now. Where will Austin Novosad be? Like, how will this have turned out? Right. It's, it's fascinating to think about because there's all these little, I, I always, oh, Austin Boucher. Last time it was another guy, it was another Austin. Austin Boucher gets the late Ohio State offer. He's committed to Miami of Ohio. He thinks about it for a night. He turns it down. He decides, I think his brother was going to go with him to Miami of Ohio. He stays at Miami of Ohio. And Ohio State offers Kenny Guyton in that class instead. And look what happens to Kenny Guyton. And then, you know, it's some, sometimes you stick with something and sometimes you jump and different things are the different right solution. Maybe there's no right answer. Maybe they're both right answers. So, but this is a big deal. Ohio state needs a 23 quarterback. And if they could get, he's right in the right range. He's in the three hundreds. Mm-hmm. He's currently offered by a currently committed to a really good program in Baylor. I'm sure Dave Aranda's not psyched today, right? That like Ohio state's offering, not that he's mad at Ohio state, but he's like, I hope I mean, we keep our guy. Yeah, but he's definitely is, not excited that he came up here to camp at Ohio state. So yeah. this is, this is a, this is right in the right range. I, this would be a win to me based on nothing other than you thought he looked good throwing it and where his ranking is and where he's currently committed. If this is the kind of guy they could get in between Devin Brown and Dylan Rayola, this is a win. Yes. So we'll be, yes. we'll be watching. Okay. That's our update. Make sure you're reading cleveland.com slash OSU for all the updates. Steven did some interviews. He talked to some people. He's going to be writing some stuff. Again, if you want it, bing, bang, boom, immediately. You don't want to wait for the pod. You don't want to wait for the stories. Steven's standing on the field texting. 
Like he's there and you're getting it in minutes. This is happening now. That's the kind of access you can get and you don't have to go look for it. It comes right to your phone. You can get it for the next two weeks of recruiting camp for free and then bail. Put it in your phone. Set an alarm for yourself. Quit the texts. Won't cost you a thing. Or if you like it enough, you stick around for $3.99. If you're thinking about it again, you try to think, well, I'll wait to the season. All oh, these guys always talk about the text. Oh, I'll wait until they're in the national. Recruiting, man, you guys care about this, and you don't have to go look for it. It's right to you. 614-350-3315. For the returning Stephen Means, great to have him back. I'm Doug LaMaurice, and that was Buckeye Talk. Buckeye Talk.